This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Welcome to the Hero Academy Podcast, the place where we can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes. I believe that frontline heroes such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those who have chosen to serve society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here you will learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their passion. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing. Things you can do to make extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you will learn from people like you who are working full time, but still found time to create a course, grow a big team or a large audience or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories and how they overcame burnout. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. I'm your host, David Diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. All right, welcome everybody, my family. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Hero Academy podcast. If you are a police officer, fireman, EMS, military, or medical professional, then you are in the right place. And this week, I'd like to introduce to you my friend, my professional photographer as well, Joey Jasmines. He is a brand new nurse. Um, how new are you, Joey? Uh, about three months, three and a half months now. Three and a half months. Congratulations again. Thank uh, you. Thank you. you. You went through a lot to get to where you are now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. How, how many? Um, so how's it, how's it been going for you? Uh, for the actual job or the actual job? The, job. Yeah. the actual job. It's good. It's um, very stressful, but um, it's very re- rewarding, which is great. I go into work every day and I don't mind it. And I leave work feeling great. All right. Without mentioning the hospital that you work for, uh, which unit do you work in? I work on a medical surgical unit. So we get a mix of um, pretty much all different types of patients, mainly post-op patients. But uh, it's a pretty high turnaround rate. They tend to be discharged uh, fairly quickly compared to other units. Uh, What kind of, like, what's post-op? Like, what does that mean? So, like, um, patients that go in for a surgery, they go to recovery, and then they um, they recover, recover even longer on my unit until they're 100% stable to go home. Oh, okay. All right. That's cool. You were telling me last time we spoke that uh, one of the patients said that um, it was, I, I think you said it was a she. She said uh, she felt like you had been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Yep. I, I've gotten that a couple of times within um, my short amount of you know, nursing, but yeah, it's it, getting that type of compliment is a compliment to me. And and you started to say, how many times did you have to take the test to, to pass? Four tries. Four, Four tries. tries. I, yeah. I remember when you were going through it and I was just like, don't give up, don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for you, man. What were you Thank doing? You, what were you doing before you became a nurse? Um, so I work in the same hospital I work in, but um, in the admitting department. So uh, mainly I would register the patients coming in, you know, get their information, their insurance information, all that. Um, so I had some type of exposure, but nothing, nothing hands on. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you knew what to expect, and you said you have family that are in uh, nursing as well, right? Yep, that's right. So um, mainly, I mean, all my aunts on my dad's side are all nurses. Uh, my mom is a nurse assistant in the nursing home, and I'm just and all my cousins they're all basically in in healthcare, which is pretty pretty cool to see. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I was telling you that. Um, I loved my trip to the Philippines, and mm. uh, and I was I was just like, why are so many Filipinos drawn to? I, I kind of knew the answer, but why are they drawn to the to the medical world? Yeah, I think it's uh, more of the caring factor. Um, we always like to care for our family, especially if they're going through a tough time. Um, and my mentality when I go into work is I treat all my patients like their family, um, because if you treat them like your family, you'll give them the best care that you could. Um, I don't go into work just for a paycheck. I want to help people I need, and that's always, that's the main reason why I want to become a nurse ever since high school. You are the reason why I started this podcast, because uh, you have a servant's heart, and I wanted to, I wanted to let people know that, you know, there's so many people that are like you, but let me just tell you specifically, I would love to have you as my, as my <laughs> personal nurse because I just know the type of person that you are, and I just know that you're an amazing human, so I just wanted to give you your roses while you're still alive and uh, <laughs> just you know, tell you thank you for the work that you do because uh, you, have, you have a good heart, and I know that you're in it for the right reasons. So let's talk mm-hmm. money. We were talking uh, money. You're making a lot <laughs> more now than what yeah. you used to make uh, registering people into the hospital. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I was telling you, I bought my house at 24 years old, 23 or 24 years old, and yeah, yeah. Um, I used my tax return, and I borrowed 5K from my grandmother. So uh, I was just trying to stress to you the importance of, buying a house as quickly as possible and and we were talking about house hacking you said you had some friends that do that already yep mm-hmm. i have uh my little friend group i have uh two friends right now that own a house and they do the same thing yeah. so so you understand the concept oh yeah it's uh definitely a way to do it here in new york <laughs> yeah no question because homes are so expensive <laughs> yeah you were born and raised in new york i was yeah born in uh jackson high queens and pretty much my whole life here in Suffolk County. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I grew up out here in Long Island. Um, so what's next for you? Like, I, I was saying, one of the cool things about being a nurse is that you can work anywhere in the country and you'll always you'll always be employed. You'll always, like, when you become an officer, you're kind of geographically, you put down roots and you don't really switch your job, you know, because you have to go through a whole academy again. Whereas you can just take a test in another state. Uh, have you ever considered Hawaii? Uh, I mean, if that's where life brings me, I, I'm sure I will find some type of nursing job there. Because like you said, <laughs> there's so many things you can do. But Hawaii sounds sounds cool. You never thought of it? <laughs> I never thought. Honestly, I never thought of uh, moving out of the state. Okay. Just because I have all my so uh, much, friends and family here. So much friends yeah. and family here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um. And you have a longtime girlfriend too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, three years now. Three yeah. years. Congratulations. So, you. so your plan is you probably just buy a house somewhere here on Long Island. 
Most likely, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, house hack to afford the mortgage? I think so. I mean, that's that definitely sounds like a good idea. That's what I'm telling my sons to do. It's, um, you know, like, if you can cut your mortgage down by two-thirds by having a couple of friends, you know, pay two-thirds of it, and then you only have to pay a third of it, it's a really, really good way to, uh, especially when you don't have kids, you know? Mm. Um, I was in a different situation where I had, you know, I was... I had two sons when I bought my house, so I needed to have a house, and we needed to have it yeah. all to ourselves. But if I were to do it over again, I would buy a split-level ranch, and I would have someone living in the bottom half, you know, someone that I trusted, mm-hmm. a, a friend yes. or a coworker. you know. I, uh, I think it's definitely the way to go. I agree, yeah. So I know you go into work skipping because you said you have a good boss, and you have a good mm. crew. Uh, yeah. Tell us about your typical day and, and your team that you work with. Well, usually I go in, um, I get a report from the night the night shift, and they're all helpful too. I, I, I don't work with them during my shift, but they're all, um, they all understand that I'm new. So um, if I'm missing something that I should have said about a patient, they would point something out, and then I would now know that next time I give a report, I should provide that type of information. And then once the day goes by, um, I take care of my patients as I always do. It's always busy in the, early, the first first five, six hours of the day because, you know, med passes and all that. Um, but it's great because um, there's a lot of support. All my coworkers, they're all fairly um, younger. So they all know where, where I'm coming from. And they're, they're always asking if I need help with anything. And it's it's good to know that there's always someone there to to help me out, especially as a new nurse. Yeah, you have a um, really yeah. good team environment where, um, and I, I know this because of Teresa. She was she's working in the same hospital, so mm-hmm. um, I know that you have a good team environment where everyone's helping each other out. Yep. What uh, what what do you think you you want to do next within the hospital? Within the hospital, um, not too sure yet. Um, I know that the unit I'm working on is a really good stepping stone because it has a pretty broad um, population of patients. So um, that'll allow me to expand out to any to other types of units like ICU or um, uh, actually there's there's not too many units. My my hospital is pretty a pretty small hospital, so. Uh, but like I said, my, the unit I'm working on is you see pretty much everything. So if I want to lean, uh, go towards a special, like a, some type of specialty, I would have some type of background in it. Uh, uh, are but, you leaning yeah. towards any type of specialty yet? Like um, in the back of your head? Sure. I mean, I when I was going into nursing, I kind of liked the ER environment mm-hmm. just because I like the fast pace, um, always on my toes, and always something makes it, something yeah. new. Exactly. The time goes by very fast. Even on my unit, I I work twelve and a half hour shifts, but um, it doesn't feel like that. Going coming from a eight hour office job type of shift, but I I really don't know what type of specialty I would go to besides the emergency room. I have to look into that and see. I see you got a bunch of guitars back there. How many are they? All yours? They're all mine. Yeah. How many do you own? Uh so how many do I have here? One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, I think I have eight. 
eight guitars. And, two more upstairs. And are some acoustic and some electric? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have uh, three acoustic guitars, three three acoustic guitars, three electric guitars, two ukuleles, one bass. So it's like a it's a decent amount. It's a decent amount of uh, guitars. But I've I've been playing since I was in sixth grade. So you so learned in, you learned in school. I actually it's all self taught. Wow. I, um, yeah, I I took lessons for I think I took when I was in sixth grade I had only two guitar lessons, but. Uh, at the time, it was too expensive for my parents to afford because it, it's pricey. But yeah. I, it's all self-taught. Yeah, that's time. really cool. And and there's so much you can learn from YouTube now. Oh yeah, there's, YouTube is a wonderful thing. How so, how so much information. how often do you practice? Um, I was just practicing probably like 30 minutes before this podcast. But I used to play all the time when I was younger. But now um, with like work and and everything, I haven't been playing as much. But whenever I get the chance, I try to pick up. You know. The guitar and play play for a bit okay all right and what's what's some of your i know photography is your other passions mm-hmm. yep i uh a couple years ago i started photography and it branched off to um actually picking up small gigs and um build up building up some type of clientele which is pretty cool i never thought i would get into that but um it turned out good i mean people are always coming again including you Dave. Yep, yep. people are always uh coming back and Asking to do like family photo shoots, and uh, I used to do different types of photo shoots before I went to the family style of photo shoots. But it's it, it's great. There's there's so many things you can take pictures of. <laughs> My uncle is a photographer for a long, yeah. long time, um, and then you're also into cars. I know you're a big gear, oh, yeah. gearhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, all my life. What type of cars are you into? Um. For me, I like uh, like the import scene, so like things that are brought, like like cars from Japan. Um, but I have respect for all all different cars, cars and trucks. So I'm I'm not too picky as long as it's uh, enjoyable. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift was the worst one out of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the worst one, but they I I liked all those movies. Did you watch those? Yeah, yeah. I, I mainly liked the the first one. The, the, the first Fast and the Furious was definitely my favorite. That's the one that really set the, the car scene, in, in, in my opinion. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's it's not how it used to be anymore. So when I was when I was on patrol, uh, they used to all meet up in Farmingville, not Farmingdale, Farmingdale in, uh, at the Dave & Buster's, Buster's parking lot. Yeah, Yeah, I've, I've, I, that, that was before I was into the scene, that when... Because I, I remember hearing stories about it back then. Yeah, and it would be there would be like a hundred car, two hundred cars in the parking lot. Yeah, you know? and everybody was, <laughs> everybody was peaceful for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Some knuckleheads would go and do some street racing in the uh, know, industrial yeah. area, you know. And then mm-hmm. that that continued for like a couple of years until they started impounding people's cars, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one guy that got caught was like, "Well, they can't catch us all, you know. Like that's that was the attitude. <laughs> uh, no, but you don't, but you, but you don't want to be the guy that gets caught either, because now, because no. now you're gonna have, uh, it's gonna increase your car insurance. It's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna have to pay to get your car out, and you're gonna yeah. have a criminal charge for, uh, uh-huh. you know, they'll probably dismiss the criminal charge, you know, for the for uh, orchestrating a race. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely. I tried to. I t- I try to stay away from that scene. I at first when I first started driving, I would go to those little meetups, but now it's just it's not it's not how it used to be. It's not I think it's not worth it anymore, to be yeah. honest. 
Yeah, my yeah. um my stepdaughter, she uh goes to those uh I I guess you would call my son's ex-girlfriend <laughs> she, yeah. she she's into cars and she goes to those things all the time mm-hmm. and uh she's gotten some she's gotten some speeding tickets already you know oh no yeah <laughs> she drives fast all the time and it's like slow down kid you know yeah yeah if you uh if you could have like jay leno's garage uh mm-hmm. how many cars would you have oh man i don't even know uh I don't know. I, I I don't even know where to start. There's so many out there that I would like, but um, I don't think I could have a collection as big as this. What's uh what what's like top ten cars that you would have? Would you have a Lambo or a Ferrari? Honestly, not. Re- I I'm not really into those like supercars like that. Uh-huh. I like I like cars that um that are pretty boring from the factory, and then I like to work on my cars, so I want to build it the way I like it because those, those exotic cars are nice but um, there's not much you can do to it without spending a lot of money alright you know? so say money wasn't the issue mm-hmm. uh, and you like you bought a Honda how, how much money could you could you drop into one? Oh, there's it's endless endless? it's endless yeah there's, there's so many things you can do uh, I, I've heard stories of um, people buying like a $3,000 Honda Civic from like the 90s and they put like not even joking, like fifty thousand, even more Ooh. into it. Yeah, because there's so much you can. There's so many people you can reach out to to do custom work for you, and that's where the money is. Um, yeah, to, uh, Mazda, the Mazdas, right? The Mazdas too. Yeah, that's like a, um, that's a big one. Yeah, like the the little Miatas, like those little cars. Uh-huh. Even even those people can do a lot. You know, a lot into them. Yeah. So. Um, would you ever be a travel nurse? I thought about it. Um, it's great money, and it's uh, you get to travel, and um, there's so many things you can see, and I feel like it would be a great learning curve. But um, I feel like I couldn't be away from uh, my, my family here for too long. And plus, I have my girlfriend here. Um, you I love, see her like You love your family, don't you? Of course, yeah. of course. So when you buy a house, you think you'll buy it close to them? I think so. Um, definitely, definitely on Long Island. Um, for this out west, I would go to probably Nassau, but I, I don't think I'll even. I think I'll stay in Suffolk County yeah. for the most part. Um, in the area you're in now, or further east? Uh, possibly not. Not too far east, because um, if I'm too far east, then it's basically like I'm in Queens or something. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you're gonna stay close, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Um, what would what kind of advice would you give to uh, someone that's like in your position, uh, you know, before you became a nurse? Um, at what age? At yeah. uh, someone that's like say twenty years old and they're in school for for becoming a nurse. Um, I'd say, as cheesy as it sounds, like never give up. Just go for your goal because uh, you might go, you might hit a couple of speed bumps. Like like I did, but if you are very focused on achieving your goal, you'll you'll reach it. And sometimes it'll take longer than than expected, than what you would want, but you'll you'll get it. You just have to put the work into it. Did you have to switch up? Like, uh, did you take any different types of courses? Because I know I sent you that one resource. Did mm-hmm. uh, did you take anything different, or did you just try and like buckle down and study harder? Um, believe it or not. Um, 
the review program that I used for the first um, first attempt taking the test uh, is the review program that um, allowed me to pass on the, on the past attempt. I just changed my study habits, but I did use other programs like a, like an online tutor. Okay. Um, I had a tutor from Texas that we would do the same thing we're doing right now, like a little okay. video call. Um, that was great. I, I was, you know, I, I learned I learned something new every day doing that. But um, honestly, just doing practice questions over and over and over again and seeing um, why I'm wrong or right on a question that's what um, that's what helped me the most. And doing bigger test sets because I feel like my issue was the endurance part because the NCLEX is a very long test. Depending on how you do, and um, I noticed by like question fifty taking the test, I would lose focus. So I trained myself to do bigger test sets so I can get used to taking a test for that duration. I know a lot of uh, a lot of young nurses do Adderall. Don't do that. Oh uh, yeah, no, no, it's not. It's, it's not worth. You can't. It's not worth it. It's not worth no. it. It's better to just uh, have a tutor, like you said, and study for hours and. Yeah. Maybe. Did you drink any uh, coffee or anything like that? No, uh, I don't do well with coffee. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I never no. drank coffee either. I, um, I I used to work midnights, and um, if I was tired, then I would uh, try and take a little quick nap on my break, mm -hmm. or I would try and wake myself up out of it by doing push-ups. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's some of um, who's some of your mentors? Like who who really did you lean on? Uh, for like advice and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Um, like again, family. Uh, if I have any questions or any advice, I would ask my mom because mom always knows best. Yeah. Um, or I would ask some of my older cousins that are in the field already. Um, they would give me advice on how they succeeded, or even friends. I I have a pretty good support system, so it's good. It was pretty easy for me to uh, branch out and. Um, ask for advice depending on what I needed it for all right my last two questions for you I appreciate you coming on the show mm -hmm. uh, what's your best ability what's your best strength in, in nursing uh, I think my best strength is um, patience with the patient um, because they're going through a tough time and sometimes they have a lot to say but some if, if I'm there to listen for them that's what that's what they would like because some nurses or even doctors they're in there for a couple of seconds they do what they need to do and they're, they're out um, but you know these patients nowadays they don't have visitors because of the restrictions so um, they need someone for them so I, I have patients for them I can stay there for another minute or two talk with them a little bit and that's what that, I think that that's what make, makes a big impact on um, on their stay that's pretty cool um... And my last question for you, just for fun, if you had mm -hmm. a comic superpower, what would it be and why? Oh man, um, I feel like teleportation. Teleportation? Cause, yeah, because I feel like, especially in nursing, I wish <laughs> I can be in different places at the same time, or you know, or instantly. Just, but <laughs> yeah, like Nightcrawler, yeah. just pass through the walls. Yeah, that that that'll be cool. I mean, sometimes you. It, it, it takes a while to get from point A to point B, so why not just snap your fingers and you're there, right? Yeah, that would you know? be pretty cool. Joey, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, you, Thanks for having me. You have a lot to offer. Even though you're a short time on, you know, just three months as a nurse, um, mm. I respect 
the work that you do, and I respect you as a person. So thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Dave. No problem, brother. I'll talk to you afterwards. Don't don't hang up, okay? Okay. All right, all right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of their story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at davidleith, the number one. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.